Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Um, before the coronavirus decided to cancel some of our scheduling, I had scheduled a, a young evangelist to preach, and uh, we kind of pushed him off. But among us, we have a guy named Evan, Evan Camacho. Every time I look at his name, uh, you know, Macho Camacho, the boxer. So, uh, Mr. Evan, would you come share with us what God's put in your heart? How's everybody doing today? Doing all right? Yes. First time. I want to. You know, I told the Lord that I didn't want to stand before, didn't want to stand up here without being, I put all these standards on myself, not being married. I wanted my life to be together. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted to, you know, that, that, that image. I was so worried about that image. So if you really want to take a look at the gospel, this is what the gospel looks like is I did not deserve this. I did not deserve this. We did not deserve this. Did you know that the grace, we, we were singing these songs about the love. The love of God is why each and every one of us is here right here. This is what brings us all together. And it, it's so simple, like grace. We've been learning about uh, the baptism of innocence and how you receive it and then you give it out. Right. But we need to. It, Grace is such a it's, it's so simple, but it's it's not simple, you know, and if you don't get it right when you send it out, it's a most it's it's a false interpretation of grace. And then people get church hurt. People get you understand where I'm coming from. So we need to really understand this, this, the basics of grace, the gospel. And uh, I know, I'm going to go to my notes. I'm going to go to my notes. But um. So we've been talking, right? You've been talking about the innocence. And it's funny when you pray for things and then God gives you the opportunity. And then there, there goes the demand, right? So I've been praying for this grace message, the innocent, how I can give it out myself, you know, because we get religious and stuff like that. So I, go, I used to go to these poetry nights before this whole virus thing kicked off. I would go to the, the poetry and it, it's cool because I met the people that was my median. They like poetry. They might have not liked Jesus, but they like poetry. I'm going to meet them halfway, you know, so it was awesome. It was a lot of experience I had. So those are my missions. Those I, I figured oh, those are my missions, you know, me and God, let's do this. So uh, we're on our way. And my friend buys a bus. He, we load the bus up. We're about to go to this poetry night, share the word. And that's what I have in my mind, just that. And uh, his son just so happened to be the DJ. And he was playing worldly music and stuff like that. So it was kind of bothering me. I'm not going to be honest with you. I'm like, in my mind, is I'm on a mission for God. And I'm, I'm getting like, you know, I'm feeling that on the inside. But... So, and it's funny, right before we pull up to this place, he's playing that song, Highway to Hell. Everybody knows that. They're on a the 
way to hell. So I'm just thinking like, this is not, this is not what I had in mind, you know, but this is where we talk about grace, right? I got to give grace to him. Because if I don't, I could have ruined the night and told him, hey, shut that off or, or been real religious, like, and then boom. And I'm going to be honest with you. Human standards, we put all these standards on people that if they don't fulfill our standards, we throw them out. We throw them out. You understand? Can I step off the stage? Uh, I feel like contained. Uh, so, so, uh, we put all these standards, and if you don't live up to my standards, I think little of you. And see, God's grace extends over that because we start building all these, we put building blocks up. Okay, he don't do this, he don't do this, he, speak, he drinks, he smokes, and all that. And we all know that those are the fruits of a deeper problem. Those are the fruits. You know, so that wall needs to come down. It, it needs to come down for us to minister grace. The proper grace, because you know what? We didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. God seen us when we were doing our things and, you know, we, we were doing it behind the back closed doors and stuff, but still his grace was upon us. You understand? So he's been, he's been sharing that when I go out that all of that. Yeah. They, I've been talking to drunk people. I've been speaking to people high and I'm sharing a gospel while they're high and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's just, God is showing me. He's really showing me this grace. And it's it's so basic, but he's bringing us back to the basics of the gospel in this time because the world needs that. The world needs just the basics. If you hit them with why you need to do this and do this and did it, they're like, you know, they just need the love of God, the grace of God. And then everything else will fall in line. Everything else will fall in line. So uh, let's see, we've got the... And then we talked about um, the measure that you give is a, you remember when Jesus says that the measure that you give is the measure that's given. And um, same thing with grace. If you're not giving mercy, you're not going to receive it back, you know? And I, I got this guy on Facebook and he's very strong and very adamant. He's a church guy. And he, he'll call people's name out. He'll put your name out and, and really, so he's one of those. So I, I'm looking just from a distance, from a distance, I'm looking and I pray for him and stuff like that. I don't ever comment. And, um, one day he put out, uh, he liked this Halloween, uh, cereal, you know, and it just so happened to be Halloween. And I was like, he shouldn't have did that to himself because the measure that he was giving and now I seen the comments and they were going at him. But see, he he gave a measure. And now when it's poured back into him, he didn't really like it. You understand? So. <laughs> OK, I'll leave that. There. Uh, so so. But I think this is so important with this grace. I, you know, it's it's it's, it's just this motion. Receiving, pushing it out, receiving, pushing it out, you know, but I need to fully receive it, understand it before I push it out, you know, so. Uh, and then um, it, it really has been changing my uh, my view, just 
on a uh, humanity. Like, wh- what is the difference between he- hear the words correctly, a non-believer and a believer? What is the difference? Time, B- well, belief. It's it's a belief problem. So now when I'm looking at people, and I I may see them in their sin, and they're smacked out, and they're at the lowest of the low. But now I all I see is a belief. Pro- it's just a belief problem. You know, like I said before, everything else will fall in line. They just haven't got to that point. So the 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 kid with, the, I was telling you about the DJ and stuff like that. He's just not there in his life. He's not there yet. You know? So now I'm viewing humanity just like that. They haven't come to the moment where they went like this. That's it. They just haven't went like this. Lord, have my life. You know, so when I'm viewing it that way, it, it, it helps me out, minister grace and minister what I need to minister, you know, to reach these people. And um, Pastor, Pastor Tim, he used to, uh, this pastor I know, he used to always say, you know, you can't clean a fish until you catch it. You can't clean a fish until you catch it. You know, it, it to me is always it was always a funny thing, but it, it's true. It's true. We we, we want to do this with the person, that with the person, but you can't clean the fish until you catch it. And um, if you don't mind, uh, you remember I was talking about that moment that that we surrendered to God. If you don't mind, can I give the mic around so that you can share your experience when you went like this? Just so that we can encourage the children, encourage each other. Can I just give this mic out right now and and we pass it around? Whoever wants to do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But the moment that you said, you know what? I was doing this, this and that. And I got tired of my life. And I just, that moment, I just want to hear. I guess for me, um, was when I first got saved. For probably four years I was trying to find the Lord, meditation, smoke a joint and meditate or do whatever. And I hadn't heard the gospel. I wasn't even in church. I wasn't raised in the church. So I didn't even know what the gospel message was. So the very first time that somebody gave the detail of how Christ died, paid for my sins, and that through him I have eternal life as a free gift, I could not believe it. It was amazing. I, four years I looked, and everything that I could think to look at, I used to sit down and meditate like some sort of guru, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting close to God here, and didn't have a clue. But when somebody gave me the pure gospel, it overwhelmed me. It overwhelmed me. And... It, it just, it shocked my world, you know, and Jesus Christ, when he did that to me, that, that was the moment. I was a little different where I, um, my grandparents were very strong Christians and I always heard about the Lord and went to Sunday school and, but my home life, their son was an alcoholic, my dad. And, um, and lo and behold, I became like my dad. It was just in our whole family, but we always had the seeds of the Lord. And 
I would go home high and drunk and watch Christian television. I mean, the Holy Spirit was just pulling on me the whole time. And when I was 26, thank you, Lord, it was a, it was a young bottom. I was young when I hit my bottom. I remember I, I was going out and I was meeting a girlfriend and we were going to go out and I just cried and I said, Lord, God, if you're really real, all those guys on TBN, I'll say the name, um, you, they said that, that they did drugs and you just took it from them. And I need you to do that. I can't. I've tried so much on my own. Please, please, please. I surrender. It's exactly what I said. And I had a miracle that I've never, I've never had a desire to drink since. It was a total miracle. So I grew up in a Christian home, did the religious thing. Um, but then I went to, I was a sophomore and I'd gone to this convention and um, it was a speaker talking about Barabbas. And he, um, he just, you know, imitated how Barabbas felt after Jesus had taken his place. And that's when it just came, became so real. You know, it wasn't about going to church on Sundays. It wasn't about this religious thing that, like, that's what I did since I was a baby. Um, but it became so real what Jesus had done for me and taken away all my sin. And I just remember just feeling this absolute peace that I'd never felt before. And that's why I always tell people, it's like, yeah, you can be in church all your life. That does not mean you're a Christian. You need to have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and experience His peace. So, I, I just want to encourage everyone that who has children. I was a little girl. My dad had abandoned us, and I was at a Sunday school. I couldn't. I was preschool, and I remember the person teaching said, God is your father. And I thought, oh my God, I don't have one of those. He can be mine. And literally from that moment on, he was my father. So do not think that children do not hear you. They do. Me, uh, for those who don't know, uh, 2013 was the year I, uh, Graduated high school. I'm 25. I'm young still. So I know the beer makes me look older. Uh, so I graduate high school. I found out that I was having a child. I didn't have a job. I really didn't have too many plans. And I'm going to be <laughs> uh, And I really came to that place. You know, I, I was still drinking and stuff and other, other things. I'll keep quiet now. But... I just came to that place where I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, I, I really need your help. And like my mom, she would bring us to church every now and then. My dad wasn't really, he wasn't in church at all. So, you know, I would hear about Jesus. And even I was baptized twice when I was younger. Um, and I didn't, I didn't understand really. I mean, it wasn't personal. It wasn't that personal thing. So 2013 is when I really said, Lord, I need you. If you're real, I need to know who you are. My life is right. And I, I just want to, you know, you know what I'm saying? So that's when I really came to that place. But um, so now I'm going to I'm going to preach the message out of Luke nine, one through six. 
Luke 9, 1 through 6, if anybody has their Bibles, phone, or whatever. And this has been on my heart, and it's amazing because you know how you, you try to seek for confirmation and throughout the week, and you're saying, is this is this uh, my heart? Is this my intention, or is this your intention, Lord? You know, and... and we, we do that, right? And it's funny because this is the, the message is, is sending grace, right? Sending grace that we are called and equipped to send this thing called grace out into the world. So that we're messengers, right? And uh, I was behind uh, a mailman the other day and it said, now hiring, now hiring. So I'm thinking spiritually, God is calling for us to send this message out. And then we go to Monday, uh, I came here Monday, and what we were talking about, angels, right? What are they? They're messengers. So it was just, the Lord was just showing me, yes, you, you, you're on track. Just keep, just keep going, you know? So uh, Luke 9, 1 through 6, uh, Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. So it says, uh, one day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes wherever you go. Stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake his dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their faith. So they began the circuit of the villages preaching the good news and healing the sick. And one thing that really the Lord just just pressed on me when he says on verse two, it says, then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. We got it up there. OK, so he sends them out, right, to tell everybody about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And I love the fact that we all want to see the power. We all want to see the heal the sick. We all want the miracles and this and that. And I understand but it, the main purpose was to tell everyone about the kingdom of God. That is, that is the message that we carry. It's about the kingdom of God. Did you know that Jesus made a way for you? Did you know that he, if he did it for me, he can do it for you? You know, so we carry this message and we are sent out. He's sending us out. Because the world is kind of there, you know, they're, they're going here, going there. They don't know really much. It, there's no rock, right? So we're able to send this message out to these people that need it. That need it. They really need it. So uh, I just I want to share a quick testimony because we talk about the power of God. Uh, like I said, I was going to these poetry nights. And um, so I go there. It was awesome. I go there, I deliver the message, and on my way home, uh, I'm driving home and I'm kind of hungry. My stomach is a little growling, I'm kind of hungry. So I, I feel the Lord just press it in me. Go to the Waffle House, I prepared a meal for you. Go to the Waffle House, I prepared a meal. You, you wanna know something? <laughs> no, but. <laughs> You know what I said? I said, God, if it's you, it's you. If it's not, I'm hungry anyway. So, you know, so, oh, man. So 
This this is the funny part though. This is the funny part. So I go, I go to the Waffle House. I'm sitting there, and you know the 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 tables are close to each other, and then you got that one wall, and then you got the cook doing his thing over here. So I'm sitting there. I got the Bible out. I'm doing like some some notes and such, and uh, this group comes in, and they they must have been partying or something. They all come in, uh, bloodshot eyes. They come in. So I already know what time it is. Uh, they come in and they sit right in front of me. Like out of all the places to sit, they sit right in front of me. So they sit right in front of me and uh, I'm sitting there. He's getting a little obnoxious. One, one of the guys, this certain man was getting a little obnoxious and loud. So the, the cook has to come over. Hey, can you lower your voice? Cause you have other people here, you know? So they're trying to de like deescalate this, the situation. And I'm just sitting there and I'm asking the Lord, whatever you want me to say, just, 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 just tell me when. So, so I'm sitting there and uh, we all get like that, right? I mean, so, so I'm sitting there and then he says a joke about his buddy. He, sa he says something like, oh, this guy hasn't eaten in weeks. And then the cook is like, he, he responds and he laughs and he's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then out of nowhere, it was like a spiritual switch went off. It, out of nowhere, this guy just started getting mad and wanting to fight the cook. And it's just a wall right there. And here I am just sitting there like, uh, what do you want me to do, Lord? You know, so he's getting mad, wants to fight the cook. The cook is getting mad. He's saying, I'm not cooking that guy's food. And now he goes, calls the cops. So now the cops are on the way. I'm sitting there and I'm just taking this moment all in. I'm like, I don't even really. So... But I felt it's, it's funny when you, when you hear the voice of the Lord, like he was telling me, it's none of your business right now. It's none of your business right now. Just watch. Just watch. So he, the, the guy says, you know what? It's, it's best that I leave. So he, he goes to leave. Cops are on the way. So he leaves. And right before he leaves, this is why I talk about the power of God, that, that God could do anything and, and use anybody like we can't limit God because God can just function how he functions. So right before he leaves, he sees I have the Bible out. And then he comes to me and he's like, yeah, man, I'm, you see, I'm over here trying to enjoy my meal and this guy over here. So now he wants me on his side. And, and I'm like, no, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> yeah. I said, be blessed, brother. Just just go in peace, you know? So right before he leaves, this is what's funny. is God said that he, go to the Waffle House, I'll prepare a meal for you. Right before he leaves, he goes to the waitress and gives his card. And he says, I want to pay for that guy's meal. And that guy was just so happened to be me. Just so happened to be me. So I got a free meal. They gave me a free chocolate milk too because I was in the I was in the, the crossfire. <laughs> so they give me a free chocolate milk. And I, I just I share that with you. I share that with you that if, if you are on a mission, you will see some things. You are gonna experience some things. That is the power of God. You know, and it, it's but you have to be set in motion. You know, I know we want to do it, but we have to be sent. So, uh, praise God for that. 
I love that story. It's the Waffle House story. I call, I call it the Waffle House story. <laughs> and and a lot of the times, I know we, we, we were talking about, even you, you were saying about the schedule. And sometimes you just, and we get so distracted. We, we, we get caught up in like, my faith is about me and my life. And, and we, we completely forget about the people out there. We do. I, I'm guilty of it too, you know? And we, we completely forget that we're messengers and we're sent with a message to give to the people, you know? So we do get distracted, whether it be filling our schedule up with things that we want to do. Even in ministry, we get distracted and then we're like, we just need a focus. And things like, uh, you remember when Peter was walking and then he started focusing on, he took his eyes off of the Lord and started focusing on his, his things. And we do, we do it all the time. We do it all the time. And um, I think this is a, a, a if you want to go to Luke 10, uh, 38 through 42, Luke 10, 38 through 42. And on a side note, um, I, I read the book of Jonah the other day. You remember he received, he received a message to give to the people. And then we even get into that. Well, we get into that attitude like, I'm not going over there. Look at those people. You know, and, and we, we have all these things that hinder this message. But, you know, I was reading Jonah. Remember how I said you can't limit God? It said that God arranged a fish to swallow Jonah. Like God arranged. And, I, and then he says in the end, you remember with the worm? You remember what the word? It said God arranged a worm. And I was just like, God can arrange anything. Like he, you, you got to watch out with him, you know? So, uh, but it's funny. If you read carefully in the book of Jonah, it says that when they threw him off, you remember when he went the opposite way, they threw him off the boat. Everything went calm. And guess what happened? It says, then the people who were on the boat, they worshiped God. So even when Jonah went the opposite direction, God still used, oh man, he still used it for his glory. It says that they worshiped God. It, so it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, so I'm going to read that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay, so Luke 10, we're right there. Let me go. Let me, I'm not even there. Okay. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. I love that verse. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing. Worthy being concerned about Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. And we're talking about all these distractions in life and not focusing. We were focused on Jesus. 
And then we take our eyes off of him. And then it becomes about us. And then we, we, we forget. We, we, we truly do forget. And then our eyes are on us. You know, and can I, can I give like an example? Can I get three people? Three people? Anybody? Just three people. He's like, where are you going with this? I just need three people. I need three people as a, as, as a sign. And don't. So, so it's like, it's, it's, the Lord's been showing me, it's almost like this. It's like focus, right? Focus. This is, this is all our focus in life. It's like, this, this was my old me. This was me. This is me, right? This is Jesus. And this is people. Jesus is the, you know, the mediator between it all, right? And, and Jesus, if you listen to a lot of his teachings, he says, focus on me. So my eyesight should be fixed on you. Not him. That's me. He's got to go. You understand? He's got to go. I'm not saying no, no. Come on, man. No, no. All right. All right. All right. But I got to stay focused on you. And what I learned about Jesus is when I focus on him, this is what he does. Put, put your arm around my back. Then we start focusing on others. And now we're walking. And now we're, you resemble others. So now we're focusing on others. This guy in the back, he can, he can go. <laughs> You know, it's to come on, man. You know what I'm trying to say. But that was it. That was that was my example. But but we 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 completely forget, you know, and we know that all of our needs will be taken care of. God says it all in his word. Seek first the kingdom of God. and He'll give you everything that you need. You know, he says, love your neighbors like everything is to others 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 forget like you'll be taken care of he said don't worry about the food the you know the clothing all of this and throughout his word that's that's what he's declaring to us so uh jonah focus yeah i already got that um and with this message and with this message of the gospel and um can, I'm gonna do another example. Everybody looking at me scared, like, like, like oh man. Uh, so I'm gonna go to you though. Just tell, tell me a message to send to him, to Pastor Charlie. Just anything. It could be shoes or nice. Okay. So this is what we do: is we receive a message from God, the gospel, and then we start walking. This is this resembles life, right? To, so then we start walking. You resemble others. So I start walking, then I get distracted. And then I kind of scratch my head because then I forget I was supposed to deliver a message. And then I'm walking here, and then I'm may I might do a little dance or something. And and then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell this message. You know, and we do that all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I gotta. But we don't, and then we start going back, and then we're like, what was it again? Oh, oh yeah, okay. And then, and then, by the time we get to him, we we forgot the message almost. And we do this with the world, as they they need to hear this message. She said she was glad you completely forgot. That was the message. But but the message of the gospel, the message of the gospel is. I said this one time. It was like, uh, I've received. I've I've received. We go through all these sermons and, and, and preaching and stuff like that, and it is wonderful. You grow in the Lord. You need it. You need it. 
But it's like all of this is for that. All of this is for that. You know, and if, if I'm coming here and I'm not giving it out, it's, it's selfish of me. It is selfish. And I know it hurts because I, I got to be confronted with this too. You know, as I was preaching this my whole week, the Lord says, oh, you, you're going to preach this, right? Well, then go do it. So I've been ministering this whole week where it's like, it's, it's confronting, but we almost forget that it's good news because of all, like we got saved, right? Jesus is great, awesome. And then we go home and the people who are around us may not receive it the same way, right? So then they start rubbing off on us and then we, our, our outlook on Jesus is not so great that we used to be. And then we go through distractions, fill our schedule. And then we're, it, it's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. Now we don't look at Jesus the same way, you know? And that's what the Lord's been showing me is it, he's still good. His grace is still there, you know? And, um, I was going somewhere with it, but I completely forgot. Uh, it's okay, God. It's all right. So, so, and another thing I know what we do too is we pick and choose who we should share with. Like God will give us a word and then you're like, you sure you want me to go to that guy and tell them? Like, and we do that all the time, but it, it, it's, we can't, we, that, that's got to come down too, you know? Because we do, that's what I was going to say. We do forget that it's good news. We, we act as if it's bad news. We act as if, oh, I got to tell this person in there. We've been so uh, discouraged from our past experiences. We let it affect our future experiences. So then when we go to the next person, it's almost like, you know, you should give your life to Christ, right? And, and you're almost like you don't want to deliver the mail because you're worried about their response, you know? You're worried about their response, and it's good news. I mean, I mean, like, it's good news. I, I don't know how else to put it. This is good news. Like, it only benefits them. It only benefits them. It doesn't take down. It doesn't tear them down. It, it only benefits them. So he, he's been sharing, you know, showing me that too recently. Um, and I, I had a vision when I was, uh, I'm learning those two. I'm, I'm learning like the voice of the Lord and I'm learning, I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm, I'm just trying to see. And, and I don't know if it was, how do you, how can you tell the difference between like, uh, your own vision or God sending you a vision? Is there a difference or multiple, multiple. Okay. So I was, I was in here worshiping and I had a vision and what I seen is two people, two people on a building, right? On the roof of a building. And they were standing. Now, one person, it was beautiful. Like there was the horizon. It was radiant. There was light. So much light. And what I seen was the one person had their back turned and they were, they were focused on their own perspective. So he was just focused on his own perspective, right? And then I seen another, another individual. There was two men on the roof. I seen another individual and I seen this certain one. He had his, he was on his knee like this and there was a hole in the roof. And in that hole, it was just darkness. 
It was darkness. And I seen a bunch of hands coming up in that room. And what he was doing, what this individual was doing, was, was he had his hand down to pick these people out of the room, to pick them out and bring them into the light. And as he looked, he went underneath and he seen other hands going down. But when he looked up, he didn't see anybody else. So he just seen the one guy there. He was focused on his own world. You know, I think this is a, a perspective view. I, I believe that God was showing me something there. This guy was focused on his own thing, but this guy was focused on others. And what I seen was, I seen his hand. He had his hand and it went down. But what I seen on his arm is were a bunch of uh, open wounds. Like the people must have been, I don't know if they were grabbing him and they were scratching him. And he, all he was trying to do was help them out. But he's seen a bunch of cuts. And what it resembles is, is the persecution that you're going to get for Christ. You know, people are going to mock you. People are going to not receive you well. And that's what I've seen when I've seen the wounds. And a lot of us, we don't want to reach because we don't want to get wounded. You know? So I think it was, a, it was, it was beautiful. I still have the vision in my mind. In my head, because it's just beautiful. It, it was beautiful. Um, yeah. Amen. So it came from God. To stop questioning it. I got you. So if we can um, turn to John uh, 20, 21 through 23. Okay, so he says. So this is Christ talking to the disciples. I'm going to turn here too because I'm new to all of this, so it's kind of weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I had a good meal that night. I really did. <laughs> and free chocolate milk. Why? That chocolate milk's expensive. What? I know. Oh man. So, oh, so twenty-one. Uh, Jesus appears to his disciples. So, uh, I'm gonna read the whole passage. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And you brought that scripture up. I, I, and that's what he's saying is, is, is you have a message. You have a message to carry. You know, Christ said, this father sent me. Now I'm sending you. He's saying, go, go, you know. And it, it, it could be so simple. It's like we don't have to overcomplicate it and say this is a, 
there's really no manual to like evangelizing or, or talking about Jesus. There's really no, it's like, as you, you, you go out there, you experience, and then, uh, the Lord will let you know, okay, you did good this time, but just try not to do this next time. You know, the spirit, the spirit will He'll say, okay, you, you were a little bit too heavy on this. Be a little bit lighter on this, you know, and the, the spirit will minister and it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm also going to read, if you want to go to Mark 16, uh, 15 through 18. And I, and I say this one as a remembrance. I know we all know it. We know it. I'm not, uh, the time, right? I know. Do I have to focus on it or? Okay, just, oh, I'm sorry. I know, I know. Uh, okay. That's one thing I, I came up here, I was at. <laughs> I came up here, I was like, I, I don't know if I should focus on the time because then, you know, God's word, it's God's word. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Jesus gives the great commission. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. So I read that as a remembrance of what we are called to do and commissioned to do. And Jesus paid for it all. It's already commissioned. Now it's, it's, uh, it's up to us to, to pick it up. I'm going to read uh, these three Proverbs and I'll be closing pretty soon. Uh, Proverbs 13, 17. Okay, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. An unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble, but a reliable messenger brings healing. That's a beautiful one. Brings healing. And I wonder why he stumbled into trouble. Was he, he was off track, right? He was off track, focused on the wrong things. Proverbs 25, 19. Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble, that's what we live in. It's like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. I never had a broken tooth. I've never had a lame foot, but I, I bet that's how it feels to God. You know, I don't want one. You know, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't. Um, Proverbs 25, 25. It says, good news from far away is like cold water to the thirsty. Cold water to the thirsty. Man, they, and we were talking about the water quenching our souls and stuff like that. It's like, that's what they need. You know, they, they, they're searching here, searching there. They don't know where to go. They need that water, you know? It, it, ah. And uh, if you want to turn to Romans 10, I'll close it out with this. Romans 10, 5 through 15. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. 
In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. Can you go back? I didn't, it's all right. I didn't finish it. Uh, you good. And the message, and, and that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by only, it is by only declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who, generous, who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's where we get that from. But how can they save him? How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. And that's the message. I mean, spread the news. Spread the news. This is good news, you know. These people are sick. You, We have a doctor. His name is Jesus. Give, show, send them to your doctor. You know what I'm saying? Go check, go check out my doctor. My, jo my doctor will heal you. You know, so that's all we do. That's what we do. So thank you. God, all, all the glory to God, and thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to identitychurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.